Welcome back, my extraterrestrials, to another edition of the MM Altogether podcast. This one's a little special because guess what? I don't have any special guests. How's that special? I don't fucking know, but you get to hear 20 plus minutes of your boy Blake and Beaties talking about some MMA. It's an MMA catch-up show. I'm excited about it. Hope you're excited about it. Because there's a fight night. Thanks, Uncle Dana, for the fight night. We're going to have like three events in the span of eight days. Who's excited? I'm excited. Live sports? Fights? I think that's a little bit more of a bias for me. I know there's a lot of uh, basketball, baseball fans out there who are a little... uh, Pritturbed that those seasons were canceled. Also, NHL, can't forget about you ice skaters out there. Just kidding. I've got mad respect for hockey players. That fucking skill set that you have to have to skate and control a rubber puck on ice? There's no friction, folks. What the fuck's keeping it together? What the fuck's keeping it in place? Fuck if I know. That's why I never played hockey. Floor, ice, or otherwise. Including roller hockey. Actually, in high school, there was a group of dudes who played roller hockey on weekdays, and I never got invited, and probably is one of the slight reasons I'm insecure to this day. Not really. Fuck high school. That's why I'm not going to my 10-year reunion. But, back on to more serious matters. I hope everybody's doing well. Fight night! Uncle Dana! Thank you. I wish Dana White was my uncle. I imagine what kind of Christmas presents you'd get from him. From crazy Uncle Dana. But for real, I'm grateful. We got some fights coming up. You know, he almost had a show put on a few weeks ago, and I'm sure anyone who gives a fuck about MMA knows this. But not even the government could keep Dana White down. The state of California couldn't shut Dana White down. You know who it took to shut Dana White down? Fucking Disney. The president of Disney shut Dana White down. If the president of Disney can shut Dana White down, but the state of California can't shut Dana White down, makes me wonder who's really running the state of California. Walt Disney and his frozen head beneath the catacombs, fucking pulling strings. Disney, you stud. But enough about that. Fight night! So I want to uh, run down the card real quick here. Uh, Just kind of give my picks and opinions. Uh, Like I said, preview the fight card for you. I know it's going to be in Florida. Uh, I believe right now location's still unknown. I wasn't able to find uh, with my my brief uh, research, if you will. Um, But Joe Rogan's going to be calling. Who's excited about that? I don't know if there's going to be any dope memes about Joe Rogan freaking out going, Whoa! Because... From what I hear, uh, Anik and DC are actually all going to be on different sides of uh, the octagon when calling said fight. So we, uh, we'll see how that works out. I'm not too concerned about it. I think they're the greatest trio in the game concerning MMA broadcasting. Uh, you know, leaps and bounds from Jeff Blatnick. I mean, mad respect to the gold medalist, but dude, you could not call a fight. But, you know... We've seen the progression of MMA from an athlete side. We've also seen the progression of MMA from a broadcast side. And it's a great time to be an MMA fan. Fight night! Uncle Dana! Let's get going. So, on the main card, and we're going to drop this from uh, top down. So, last fight first, 
and we'll work our way down to the prelim. Actually, you know what? Fucking scratch that, reverses. Let's build this shit up. Let's make this playlist fucking build. Build and drop. Real exciting. All right, so kicking off the uh, early prelims, we have Ryan Spann and Smiling Sam Alvey. We know uh, Sam Alvey being a frequent journeyman within the UFC. He's actually a tough alum. Um, however, he is on a 3-2. and two. He's 3-2 and two in his last five, currently on a three-fight losing streak. Um, he lost to Clyde Sinabreu via unanimous decision, and that was on a, the UFC on ESPN Dos Anjos versus Edwards card, and that was uh, back in July 20th of last year. And then Ryan Spann is actually on a 5-0. and uh, Well, his current record is 5-0. and No, no, no. Ryan Spann is 5-0 uh, in his last five fights. Uh, he's actually currently on a seven-fight win streak, most recently submitting Devin Clark at the uh, Ioana vs. Watterson. Ioana Jajacek versus Michelle Watterson card. That was October 12th of last year. Um... Immediate thoughts on this one. I've always loved Sam Alvey. Uh, looking at the performance records, though, at least his recently, I'm going to have to give the leg up here to Ryan Spann. Moving right along on that uh, early prelims card, and I'm really, really fucking excited about this fight. Um, we've got Bryce Thug Nasty Mitchell and Charles Rosa. We all know Bryce Thug Nasty Mitchell. Um, well, he was... Uh, on the Ultimate Fighter, he was actually on the undefeated season, coached by none other than Daniel Cormier. None other than Daniel Cormier, the great DC. He's going to take on Charles Rosa. Rosa is 3-2 uh, and two in his last five, and actually in his last fight, he won via verbal submission. And that's uh, That was on an armbar attempt against Manny Bermudez, and that was on the... UFC on ESPN, Reyes versus Weidman card back in October of last year. Uh, Bryce Mitchell fought on that December 7th card. And uh, he hit that second ever twister submission in UFC history against Matt Sales. Mitchell's undefeated as a pro. He's 12-0 as a pro. So I'm giving the go to 12-0. Bryce Thug Nasty Mitchell, baby. Coming at you. I can't wait. That motherfucker's a monster. Alrighty. Alrighty, alrighty. And another super, 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 super. I can't say it enough. Super. This is going to be Finnish City Folks super exciting fight. And it's on an early prelim. Early prelim. Holy shit. You know who it's going to be? I'm going to tell you who it's going to be. Vicente Luque, also a tough alum, versus Nico Price. We all know Nico Price finished his last fight via KO on an upkick against James Vick, again on that October 12th card last year. Luque, uh, in his last five, is 4-1. Uh, that, that, that one resulting from his most recent bout against Stephen Thompson at UFC 244 um, back in November. And that's, uh, we we lost Vicente Luque lose via unanimous decision. And that was a really good fight, real technical fight. Stephen Thompson, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, he's always a tough matchup for anybody with his dynamic striking. So, um, I love the wild man, Nico. I really do. Um, my heart, 
My heart tells me I want to pick Nico Price, but my mind and my intuition says Vicente Luque might have the leg up. But these guys are both either going to get finished or be finished, and um, there's going to be some fireworks. Really exciting. That's fucking three fights in. Three fights in, and we're already up for a show. All right, let's move on up to the regular prelims. Uh, kicking off the prelims, we've got Uriah Hall and Hanaldo Jacare. Jacare Alligator Souza. I'm really excited about this one, too. Like, these fights are going to be fucking bombshells, people. Bombshells. I'm talking we're Hiroshima and Uncle Dana White's dropping fucking bombshells. And if you don't like that reference, bitch, it's been like 70 years. Fucking get with it. Or don't let words hurt your feelings. I don't give a fuck. But Uriah Hall, 3-2. and two. In his last five, uh, last fight wound up being a split decision victory against Antonio Carlos Jr. And that was uh, at the Cowboy vs. Gaethje fight night back on September 14th. Oh, shout out my sister. That's her birthday. But, I mean, we still got some time. But, yo, that was her birthday. And I wasn't there. Guess what I was doing? Watching the fights. I'm a great brother. Uh, Jacare, he's actually two and three in his last five. I'm sure we can remember he lost to Jan Blahovich back in September. Uh, that was the fight night, Blahovich versus Souza. Um, real great jujitsu practitioner. Hall's more of a striker, so I'm really, really curious as to see how this one works out. I really would love to see a Uriah Hall like spinning wheel kick to the dome knockout, but. I don't think we're going to see that. Not from Jacare. So, we'll see here. Because Jacare was even fucking taking shots from Blahovich. But he's coming down a weight class for this fight. So, um, time will tell. Ooh, first lady fight on the card. Ladies night. Ladies night fight night. Who are we getting? It's the... Cookie Monster, Carla Esparza, taking on the Karate Hate. Karate, if you're Brian Callen. Karate Hate. Michelle Watterson. Watterson, 3-2 and two in her last five bouts. Uh, last fight, she lost to Joanna via unanimous decision. That was October 12th. Um, Joanna's next fight, obviously resulting in likely the fight of the night of the year against um, Zhang Wei Li. Uh, I love Michelle Watterson. I do. I love that she wants to be mom champ. I love how she is so open with the relationship she has with her daughter. It's really beautiful. It's a great storyline. Um, couldn't be happier with it. Um, but she did get outclassed by Joanna. I, I don't think it was a close fight. She just got pieced up. I know Carla Sparza's traditionally more of a grappler so i think this i think this matchup's a little bit you know better suited for michelle carla's three and two in her last five she beat alexa grasso via majority decision um and that was at the yair rodriguez versus uh little heathen stevens fight night where that was a no contest um alexa grasso we know most recently missed weight against my girl claudia Godella, so she ain't really my favorite fighter by any means but shit happens I don't understand the complications of cutting weight, so all the power to these women who can do so, because I'm sure that's not good on your bodies, even more so than men. So, 
getting back after it. I'm really excited about this matchup. I'd really like to see Michelle come out of it with a win. But again, this is speaking more from the heart than of the mind. Um, going Michelle on this one. Alexi Olenek, Fabricio Verdum. Both 3-2 and two in their last five fights. Both in their last fight actually getting a finish. Olenek submitted Maurice Green via an armbar in UFC 246. Uh, Verdum knocked out Alexander Volkov. And that was a UFC fight night. And that was Verdum versus Volkov. So, damn. I don't know which way to go on this one. I really don't. I know it's going to be exciting. But I got to pick one. I'm going to go Verdum. I'm a jiu-jitsu, I'm a jiu-jitsu guy. I love the jiu-jitsu myself, but I don't know. I'm going to go Verdum. We'll see. We'll see what's going on here. To headline. Folks, this is headlining the prelim card. This isn't even on the main card, what I'm about to tell you. This fight fucking blows my mind. This card blows my mind. I'm fucking half chub sitting here reading this shit off to you. And if you don't believe me, don't believe me, because I don't have a Snapchat, so I ain't sending no pics, gentlemen or ladies otherwise. No pics of this D-piece. What I'm going to keep giving you is my pics piece on this UFC 249 card. But, headlining, UFC 249, in the prelim card, again, not the main card, prelim card, main slot, prelims, Anthony Pettis, Anthony Showtime motherfucking Pettis. Cowboy Cerrone. Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Two legends. Two legends himself. Cowboy Cerrone having the most wins in UFC history, most finishes. Both fighters come from Strike Force previously. Pettis being a Strike Force champ and a UFC champ as a lightweight. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. The crazy thing is, is both these fights are two and three in their last five. And both losing their last fights, too. Actually, both at UFC 246. Holy shit. Pettis lost to Carlos Ferreira via rear naked choke. And, you know, for all my notorious fans, we all know what happened to Cowboy in less than 50 seconds. Can't hate on the man. I think he's a fucking badass rock star. The dude just fights against some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. You're not going to win them all. You're fucking not. And he's a badass. And he's got the BMF ranch. I dig the dude and his vibe. Always have, always will. Even Showtime too. You can't not love those fucking Showtime kicks. And he's got a solid, solid fucking submission game. Both these guys do. They both have great striking and submission games. This is going to be a fucking knockout of a card. And this fight, I, I don't even want to pick. But I've got to make picks. And I feel like if I just omit one fight, I'd probably have to do it from the main card. You know, I at least got to give some picks. I, uh, you know, I really don't know. Pettis is always a game opponent. Cerrone's a little slow to start. I've never seen Pettis as a fast finisher. Oh, this is going to be another pick from the heart here, folks. Another pick from the heart. I gotta go with my my boy. Start peeling off some of them labels. Some of that Bud Diesel. Cause I ain't fucking cutting for a fight, so I'm gonna sip up some of that Bud Diesel. 
with my roommate boy, AC3P Co. Shout out to the bud boy himself. Cowboy Cerrone, I think, takes that one. But I'm a little, like... I'm not going to say on the fence about saying that or not. I'm really convicted in my answer. But, you know, who wants to pick that? Those are two two of some of my favorite fighters. Two of some of the greatest fighters we've seen in recent history. So I'm absolutely excited. But now, and now, what UFC fans around the world have been waiting for. Fight night, thanks Uncle Dana. UFC 249 to the main card. Main card time. Kicking it off. Greg blast him off Hardy. We all know Greg Hardy. Fucking defensive superstar for the Dallas Cowboys. Thanks Jerry Jones for bringing him into our lives. Then he starts beating bitches and fucking taking pictures of firearms all over the goddamn place. I'm uh, I'm glad he's on a better path now on his life. Kind of getting shit together. Haven't seen any acting out there. So... Greg Hardy, I wasn't super big on him entering UFC by any means. Uh, reason being, I, I really didn't appreciate him or care for him after his NFL antics. Um, but again, I'm all about second chances and redemption. So really happy to see him doing something else uh, with a professional athletic career. He's going to be fighting uh, DeCastro. Let me get a first name on DeCastro because this is like the first dude. Oh, Jorgen DeCastro. Yeah, that's right. Jorgen. Jorgen De Castro. De Castro is actually six and zero as a professional fighter. Uh, last win was against uh, Justin Taffa. Uh, UFC two forty six. That was the Whitaker Adesanya card on October fifth. Hardy's uh last five. He's got he's two and two and one no contest. And his last loss was to uh, Volkov, and that was in the fight night card of uh, Zabit. Margot Sharipov and uh, Calvin Cater. I uh, he was he was the most he's one of the most active fighters last year. Greg Hardy. You know he got a couple of bad breaks with that illegal knee, and then there was that issue with uh, the athletic commission and his uh, inhaler. So I'm excited to see him start off this year. I, I think I really do think, folks, that he's gonna be a good addition to the heavyweight division once he gets a little bit more experience under his belt. Uh, but I'm going to give the leg up to DeCastro in this one. I just feel like that. I have to look at the look at the performances. Greg Hardy is still, you know, he's kind of an infant in the game. Still a little bit of a neophyte. So you always have to be concerned about how he's going to react in certain situations, how he interprets the rules, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, DeCastro is who I have in that fight. Uh, moving on up, got Jeremy Lil Heathen Stevens and Calvin Cater. This is going to be a fucking good one, folks. We know Heathen Stevens loves to throw them hands. Calvin Cater, what a fucking beast. Little slow start in his last fight against uh, Zabit Magomed Sharapov, like I was saying previously. Uh, consensus is? is if that fight was a five-round fight, Cater wins. And uh, watching that fight firsthand, I truly believe that. I saw Zabit fall off. So Cater's a little pit bull. He's going to have to come 
come in with a little bit faster of a start. Uh, Jeremy Stevens, absolutely explosive. So he's going to have to get off like in third or fourth gear pretty quick. But I'm going to give the leg up to Cater in this one. I think he's going to wear down Jeremy Stevens and be able to grind that one out. Now we're coming up to the last three fights on this card. And uh, really just as exciting as the rest of them. I All these fights I'm excited about. I'm just excited for fights. Like, if fights were like a breeze, just like a little breeze that you get from like shutting a door. So you shut the door, then you feel that little breeze. Come on up your shorts, brush on up against your D-piece. Man, that'd get me hard, probably, right quick. But thank you, Uncle Dana White! For Christmas, I want more fights. Or just ringside seats. I want to see the blood. I want to hear the bones snap. Not really. I just want to see the emotion. I want to see the emotion. I want to hear the sounds. I want to hear the corners. When I was at UFC 238 last year, last summer, that was my first ever live event. And it was so cool being there start to finish because the early prelims, when there's hardly anyone in the arena... You can hear the punches and kicks land. And you can hear the corners yelling out instructions. But by the main card, that place is so packed that none of that none of that's even practical anymore. But if you're a fan of MMA, I highly recommend you give it a shot. Even a local promotion, after all this quarantine shit's over, hopefully we get some of those small town amateur promotions back up and running. Show some support to your local fighters. Get a real taste for what it's like. I mean, obviously on the grandest of stage, like, that's what everybody's aspiring to be, but there's something cool to be said about local shows and the build-up therein. It's where these guys really cut their teeth. Guys and gals. We don't discriminate here. All right, so getting back to it, the last three fights. This one is for sure bound to end in a knockout one way or another. I don't pick it any other way, but it's going to be a knockout. Francis, the fucking Predator Nuganu versus Jarzinu Rosenstroik. We know Ros- Rosenstroik in his last fight against Alistair Overeem. Alistair Overeem, one of the most decorated kickboxers, one of the best heavyweights of UFC in all time. Dude's a fucking tank of an animal. Gets TKO'd with less than 10 seconds left in the fifth round. And that's against Rosenstreich. And these are heavyweights. When was the last time you saw a heavyweight fight go five rounds? Except for maybe Stipe and Nuganu, which, holy shit, that was a great fight. Great fucking fight. Nuganu's on a three-fight win streak. Uh, He beat Junior Dos Santos back on Junior 29th of last year, so almost a year since he's fighting. Coming coming up close on it. Uh, Maybe ten months. And that was via TKO. Uh, like I said, Rosenstreich back on December 7th, TKO'd Alistair Overeem. We all know Nuganu fucking put Alistair Overeem into fucking orbit with that uppercut. I still watch that highlight once every few weeks. I show it to people on the reg because it's like, holy fuck, not only is Francis Nuganu a specimen, but bro, you think you could take a hit like that? Like, I tell my friends, like, I want to take a hit from J.J. Watt just to say that I could or I did. But an uppercut like that from Francis Nuganu, I'm sure you could get me to do it. 
just take a little convincing. Probably not that much. Just challenge me to do it or that I couldn't do it and I'll fucking do it. Watch me. I just might not come out of it alive or with my head attached to my body or I'll look like a fucking giraffe. So, uh, like I said, that fight's going to be a knockout for sure. Which way is it going to go? I feel like I've got too many heart picks in this. If you're making any, uh, like, gambling picks based on what I have to say, don't. I don't think logically. I think emotionally. <laughs> That's why I'm in so much trouble all the time. All right, folks. We're finally here. The co-main and the main event. Co-main. And holy fucking shit. I know I've said this probably no less than 20 times already. But god damn am I excited for this next fight. Henry Triple C Cejudo. Versus Dominic the Dominator Cruz. God damn. God damn. I said god damn shit. We all know Triple C for his cringy fucking antics on social media everywhere. And honestly I'm a little over it. I'm a little over it all. Truly over it all. I don't like the cringy shit. I don't like the triple C shit. Plus, I don't even think he's triple C anymore. He's still got that Olympic gold. No one can take that away. 1C. Bantamweight UFC champion. 2C. But who's the flyweight UFC champ? Oh, fuck, it is still him. I forgot. Because, uh... Who is it? Is it Figueredo? Figueredo? Hold on. Got to do some producer work. Yo, producer Jake. Producer Jake. Get on the... Who... What was that last uh, flyweight title? Maybe if producer Jake stopped smoking all that weed in the corner. We wouldn't be having this issue right about now. It was Figueredo. Damn, I was right. Man, screw you, producer Jake. Quit smoking all that weed. But yeah, because uh, that flyweight, the flyweight championship bout was Joseph Benavidez versus Davison Figueredo. Figueredo missing weight disqualified that from being a title fight. So he is triple C for the time being. My apologies, Henry, but still, yo shit cringy. Quit calling out Amanda. Quit call. Calling out Valentina. Quit fucking... Like... I don't know. Like, why are you even gonna fight Jose Aldo? He's on a losing streak. And you're gonna take him for a title fight? I mean, I don't know. I guess I can't really complain too much. Izzy did the same thing with Romero. And those are some controversial decisions, both in Romero's corner as well as Aldo. So... Um, I guess long story short, stop the cringy shit, Henry. No one, I mean, I don't like it. I don't like it. Come up with a new gimmick. But then we've got Dominic, the Dominator Cruz, the non-believer in ring rust. He was on a 13-fight win streak before his last loss to Cody Garbrandt, and that was December 30th of 2016, UFC 207. That was a championship bout where I'm sure we can all remember Cody No Love dancing on Dom when he was shucking them punches. Huge fan of Cody Garbrandt's. Huge fan of Dominic Cruz. Again, another prior Strike Force champ there. 
UFC champ, arguably one of the, if not the best bantamweight in UFC history. I I don't know. I'm I'm look, hear me. I'm fucking stammering. I'm fucking stuttering. Can't even come up with words. That's how excited I am for fight night. So that fight, again, difficult to call. Cejudo's a tough, bad motherfucker. I'm taking a heart pick, though. I'm going Dom. Dominator Cruz returns as the bantamweight champ. And then Cejudo's got to figure out what's he going to do now that he's 2C. He's got to come up with a new moniker. Because champ champ and double champ are all gone. So we'll see. We will see. Alright folks, now the moment we've all been waiting for, because my long-winded ass just loves to talk about Fight Night! Uncle Dana! Fight Night in Florida! Quarantine over! Gonna get some live action! Alright folks, title is not present in this next fight. It is, however, headlining the card over a title fight. None other than Tony Elkakui Ferguson. Man. I have so much respect for that dude. And just the fact that he lives his own and embodies it so much and doesn't give a fuck. Let me repeat that. Does not give a Fuck! Doesn't give a flying fuck! No fucks are given by Tony El Kakui Ferguson. He's on a 12 fight win streak. Last fight, last June, against Cowboy Cerrone. Fucked up his eye real bad. Cowboy says it didn't break an orbital. But I ain't no doctor. But that eye was sure as shit fucked up. He's taking on the human highlight reel, Justin Gaethje. Gaethje's on a three-fight win streak. He also, in his last fight, beat Cowboy Cerrone. And that was at the fight night, Cowboy versus Gaethje, back in September 14th. Shout out, my sister! Happy birthday, back then. Uh... Hearing a little bit about this fight, we always know Tony Ferguson's game. He's his game as they come. He's a bad motherfucker till the end. So is Gaethje. But Gaethje was a little annoyed with uh, the fact that he, that the fight was back on. That no one told him that it was back on. Because he accepted the fight previously under different circumstances. However, accepting this fight now would be also under different circumstances. And therefore he would be, I don't know, less prepared. I figure he'd be more prepared. He's got more time. But I don't know. Such is the drama of the MMA world. But dude, this is going to be a good one. I'm excited for the matchup, but like, I really wanted to see that Tony Ferguson Khabib Nurmagomedov fight. I think everyone in the MMA world did. Everybody still does. And hopefully we still will. I wish they would have stabled Tony a little bit longer just until we could guarantee that fight. 
but that's thinking out of a real scarcity mindset because here's my concern if tony loses to justin then he loses the title shot actually dana confirmed it dana white uncle dana confirmed whoever wins the ferguson gaethje fight is fighting khabib next that's khabib's next booking so here are my thoughts i take tony in this fight that's my prediction that doesn't come from a heart place gaethje's going in fucking win win or bust you know that. So's Tony. But the thing is, is Tony walks through shit like it's no one's business. And he'll fucking cut up Justin. I already know it. Justin doesn't wrestle a lot. Justin likes to use his hands. Tony don't give a fuck. Tony's a grappler and he'll fuck you up. With his hands, with his knees. That's Tony. That's Tony's game. I don't want to see Gaethje win... Only because I just don't want to lose the hype of that Khabib-Tony fight. They're both undefeated, Khabib and Tony. But then if Gaethje wins, you know, I couldn't be any happier for him to. Because he hasn't had the easiest route and the way he fights is super exciting. I just don't know how well Justin Gaethje matches up against Khabib. And I know there's a lot of people who would argue that Justin does match up well. However, I, I don't see it. Not personally. Not hating on people who don't. I just, I guess I just don't have the the vision or the wherewithal to see that. So there you have it, folks. UFC 249, bottom to top. Bottom to top. UFC! Uh, we're gonna have UFC 249! Thank you, Dana White. Thanks again, my Uncle Dana. Uncle Dana. Well, folks, that was, um, you know, my first individual episode. I I couldn't be happier, at least with how it came out on my end, um, which you all have to think is uh, for you all to think, you know? I'm not going to tell you how to think. We're each entitled to our own opinions. That's why this country is so great. So great. Uh, I do have some show notes, though, from our last podcast with Christina Medina. Christina. Christina. No, I'm sorry. Christian Medina. Uh, his teammate was Carolina Carstens. Um, Carolina, I was spelling way, 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 way wrong. Uh, she's from Winfield, and she is a Taekwondo practitioner, and she's actually currently representing Panama, and that's because of her dual citizenship that... Um, you know, Christian was talking to us about. So, she competed for Panama at the 2016 Summer Olympics. Um, ba, 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 ba. And in 2011, she won the silver medal at the Pan American Championships. And that was what qualified her for the Summer Olympics in... 2012 so two-time olympic competitor how fucking dope is that maybe we get her on the podcast shout out to my boy christian hook it up dog make that shit happen but um you know it is kind of dreary it's been dreary these last few days especially if you're in the chicago land of illinois i know with everything that's going on it's probably not doing our mental health the best. Uh, 
Pritzker announcing that this quarantine is in effect for another 30 days, again, uh, takes on its own effect. It's frustrating, but again, we're here to build a community. We're here to establish a community of positivity, of love for martial arts, to stay connected. And I'd like to hear from you. If you're struggling right now, just know that you're appreciated and you're loved. And if you don't believe that, then I'll appreciate and I'll love you. You need to talk to somebody, you can talk to me. Message, direct message the show, Instagram or Twitter, at MM Altogether Podcast. That's M M A L L T O G E T H E R P O D C A S T. M M Altogether Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, you can find us on Twitter. Message me, email the show. MM Altogether Podcast, spelled the same way, at gmail.com. Email the show. There are resources and there are people here for you. This is temporary. We're going to get through this. And you know how I know this? Because we were without fights for two months and Uncle Dana got shut down by Disney and still figured it out. With the right type of support and the right type of tenacity and the right type of passion and drive... You, the listener, me, myself, Blake Abedes, we can do anything we put our minds and our hearts and our efforts to. It's not going to come without work. It's not going to be handed to any of us. And coming out of this, we are all going to have to bust ass. As much as that sucks to hear, to think about, it's cool. We're in a point of rebuilding. You didn't like yourself before? Time to redefine yourself. Lots of shit's getting redefined right now, people. Lots of shit. So make sure you take the time to focus on you. If you don't need to redefine yourself, great. Well, let's work on fucking smoothing out those edges then. Let's smooth out those rough edges. That is yourself. Show that support. Show that community. You guys show me love, support, and community every week by listening. And I don't do this podcast for you. I do it for me and my mental health and my pursuits and my ambitions. But you all bring it to life and show me that it can be impactful. And that in and of itself is encouragement or not even encouragement, but just acknowledging that the steps that I'm taking to improve my own self are effective. Because I have people that are caring about a creative project. So please, during these times, during all times, but especially now, let's exercise a little bit of peace, understanding, love, and positivity, not only to our neighbors, not only to our friends, but to strangers as well. Because remember, we are in a time of rebuilding. And the degree to which we all need to rebuild is different dependent on the individual. Independent of all that, though, we all need support and we all need people. Despite how much of a lone wolf you believe yourself to be, we're humans. We're social creatures. So let's be there for one another. Thanks again for tuning in to another edition of the MM Altogether podcast. Again, I'm your host, Blake Abedes, sending you off this Thursday, the last day of April, April 30th, 2020. Sending you all the optimism and positivity I can 
from my little desk and my little microphone here in my little bedroom here in Schaumburg, Illinois. Keep coming on back. Next week, we're going to be back on schedule with our uh, regularly tuned interviews. I might do a bonus episode just to talk about any news concerning UFC 249 updates. Other than that, that's all I have for you today, folks. Thanks again for listening. Alvita Zan, my extraterrestrials. <laughs>